Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, man, woman, and child, I'm Mike Chris Pannon alongside Foxy Steve for Jump and Play More. And today we're having a little bit more of a serious conversation. Usually every show is filled with jokes and topics of discussion that center around Xbox. And today will be no different. However, this day will also include something that is slightly near to my heart and very upsetting for the industry as a whole. Today's episode we'll be talking about why sony just keep they just keep coming back to being just just ripe assholes they're just very mean people who are greedy individuals who can't have if they can't have it their way then no one will apparently and the g4 tv closing again so if you like that be sure to stick around for more on today's episode but before you can do that, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe for this video and hit the notification bell to stay up to date whenever we go live with any more additional videos. And alternatively, for you sound listeners, be sure to do what, Steve? Well, you can go to all of our podcast services around the globe, such as Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts to keep up, on, up to date on all of the latest audio versions of this very show. And please be sure to give us a five- Star rating when you're done, because I really need to go to the moon to feed all the moon tonights. So, let's jump in with the big Xbox news. Matter of fact, let's flip that. Let's start with G4, because it is not an Xbox uh, topic, per se. Obviously, they reviewed tons of Xbox material, but it's yeah. very uh, disheartening, because G4 TV has been uh, shut down again. And sadly, this is not that big a surprise to many viewers. It is disheartening to a lot of the employees that work there, who it was also a surprise to that they were closing down. Oh my God. A letter went out saying that, yeah, we're closing the studios. I mean, I'm just going to paraphrase as best as I can and just say that they were... I guess, maybe not paraphrase is not the word I would use. Let's give a nice synopsis. A letter was put out saying that Comcast refused to continue to agree with the network and they're they're basically shutting everything down what does that mean for the future of d4 tv probably nothing uh it means that you know people are going to be losing their jobs working with the company which is really sad because the studio and company has been up for less than a year now at this point it seemed to have a good piece of momentum and flourish off into the nether it's really upsetting a lot of people didn't even know it was coming and they had to find out via twitter from other news sources that they lost their job yeah like wario 64 yeah like, what that's insane that is absolutely insane one person was on their flight on the way to, to their father's funeral and then found out on that flight that they lost their job i'm like this is fucked why does this all? What does this always happen to people in the games industry? They find out in the shittiest way possible. Yeah, the worst part for me is that because of this is obviously the worst that can happen. That one minute they think everything's fine, next minute, bam, completely out. Now I kind of saw the writing being on the wall a little bit. A uh, few people from G4 had already left. One notable name was Black Okage. I was going through YouTube and then I saw he was leaving X-Play. And I was like, wow, he's leaving X-Play? And I was like, this is kind of bizarre to me. 
And then I think it was another one. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Somebody that worked with Attack of the Show. And they left. And I was like, this is weird. And then maybe like two months later we get, no, like a month later, we get this information that G4 is closing down. As a viewer, you kind of saw that this was happening. As anybody who does media coverage in any way, shape, and form for video games, you know the industry is already tough to kind of like keep your foothold into and be a very strong presence. And a lot of people are just trying to make it, us included. So we appreciate all the support. Like we can't stress that enough from the people that we talked to that said, oh yeah, we saw your shows or we heard your podcast and we really enjoyed it. We like what you do for the people around you. You inspire and you ignite a flame in everybody else. It's fantastic that we get that sort of reception from people. But we're just like a minor cogwheel in a bigger puzzle. And the bigger puzzle is things like G4 existing in the early days before it got re-brought back was very inspiring to a lot of people, myself included where the company had done a lot of great things to be not only informative, but entertaining on several fronts. This came back and I thought we'd be getting more of the same, which is what I think the industry needs is a little bit more enjoyment along with inf information, but presented in a nice digestible format. And they failed to captivate audiences with that. I feel like that was one of the bigger issues. I feel like X-Play being like a two hour show attack of the show being like two or three hours at times it's a little bit much their original programming was okay you know they brought arena back in like a smaller capacity not like how it used to be it's kind of rough didn't really see it saw clips and i was like looks kind of fun but it wasn't exactly like how i expected it they had uh the D, D show uh oh invitation to party invitation to party thank you i thought that that was actually very well done I thought that the pre presentation of a D&D campaign where everything that's very basically D&D &D realized is on a tabletop, but every once in a while, they step into a center stage where they would play out an RP session as their characters. And I thought that was very yeah. inventive. I knew something was off when B. Dave Walters was tweeting, uh, and he was, something had really upset him months ago. And I'm like, and I was like, you know, I haven't heard much about invitation to parties. Oh dear. So that show had must have gotten canceled or something like that because he I know he was pretty salty about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and now he's been doing tweeting uh, a little bit more about just the you know disappointment of what went down and his heart going out to everybody at G4. Yeah. And they also had the esports show, which is not on the top of my head. I can't remember the name of it, but it was a show that was like esports news centric. And I thought, okay, that's not bad. That could be very insightful and funny if presented accordingly they had golden boy neo they had uh fiona no they didn't have fiona i'm sorry frost and i was like okay this could be well frost backfire happened during when was that oh yeah that was a few months ago was that was the controversy with like abortion and one like i think is when all that happened um it was something like that and it was it, and it stemmed a lot from like people going oh you're not you're like you're not as hot as morgan webb or you know, just, just misogynistic, just idiots online. And, you know, a lot of people who can't seem to get out of the past of what X-Play was back in the, you know, 2000s and shit. Mm -hmm. And how that just isn't the way things are anymore. And, you know, just, you know, and there, so there was backlash, uh, I guess with that, just from a lot of the more <laughs> cesspooly parts of the internet. Yeah. And it really, it really is upsetting because 
in a way, it's it's not that what they were doing couldn't work. The stuff that they were doing back then couldn't work. Obviously, some of it can't work because it was like a lot of comments were of the time and a lot of pieces were just not topical anymore. So they couldn't make it as funny as they would. But it doesn't mean comedy doesn't work in this landscape, no, especially if you look at like kind of funny. Yeah, like comedy can work in any. If you if you really know how to do comedy, then that kind of stuff won't hinder you from making stuff funny and entertaining. Kind of funny knows how to present information, but still know how still knows how to throw in jabs and then make bits that are pretty much ripe for the picking, that are funny and people enjoy them, and they're analytical even sometimes. So it's like it's perfect. It's just that none of that seemed to hit the threshold that the older stuff did. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like bringing it back and trying to make it a TV network, like a TV show again on the network was a mistake. I believed that they could have made it a TV network, but I believed that when they did end up getting the TV network, it didn't flourish because they didn't present it like a TV network. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was still... It, it was very much, it very much felt more like, you know, like a YouTube or a Twitch thing, because it was on both of those. It was on both. And to my knowledge, and the way that I, I remember watching it for like the first week or two, and I was like, I was really enjoying it, but it was just, it never like captivated me the way that it used to. It was, the programming wasn't as good. It didn't seem like structure it didn't seem like it was structured well enough. Yeah, that was my thing. I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't really get a whole lot of, like a set like plan i guess from it yeah like i would uh, watch attack of the show and i'd be like Man, this is a three-hour show and it seems like you guys are just bullshitting for like 15 minutes here's a random bit and then we're gonna go into like this set piece and i'm like it doesn't it didn't have the structure that like old attack of the show would you had the old hour bit and it would be like yeah we got around the net we got guests coming in we got another segment where we talk about this another segment where we talk about that wrap things up funny bit of the day show in three hour show yeah we're here's a tag of the show we talk a little bit and then it kind of like died down and then it was like just it just went through like the motions of having people there with no like actual structure to every mm -hmm. show like you wouldn't be able to tune in to an attack of the show and expect the same thing to happen every week and x-play was to a lesser extent but very much the same thing and i know that a lot of problems are back then when x-play was around they were a review show primarily and when reviews were happening there was no indie games. There were just smaller games on console. So they wouldn't be like, here. you would have a, ba you would have a big game that would be on disc, but it wouldn't be as big as like a Halo mm -hmm. or a Madden, right? But you would have like an Otogi, something that's made by Sega, something pretty big. You would have your bad boys for whatever reason. It's a small game, but you know, can make hilarious content out of. Now you have that, but you have it in spades. And it, there wasn't, too many of those there wasn't too many review pieces that lasted three to six minutes long the review pieces would last 10 to 20 minutes in length and i don't think that it's a problem that something could last 10 to 20 minutes in length but it's just not as digestible as that especially with how many video games are out now because the indie market has exploded yeah back then there wasn't really that many indie games on a bigger stage to even see exactly um yeah, and I feel like, I don't know what their metrics were, like their expectation was for a TV network, but I feel like if you launched G4, I thought when it was going to come back at first, they were going to launch it and make it more like a tradition, like what we know of now as where video content is found, where, you know, on YouTube or Twitch, as a dedicated, a, a dedicated YouTube or Twitch brand, and then you 
you know, you plan your expectations of viewership and stuff around that versus trying to make it into a full on TV um, channel again. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought they were going to do. Because I feel like if you bring G4 back and you just keep those, you, 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 you rein it in, you make it smaller, kind of reinvent what that what G4 means and turn it into like what kind of funny does or, or, you know, or another kind of, you know, or like an achievement hunter or something like that where it's Twitch, it's just Twitch and it's just the YouTube content and you plan stuff around that way and you make your financial expectations around that, then it could live on as something different. Yeah. It's for me, it's funny because at first they were doing a lot of the YouTube and Twitch route and it was fine the biggest gripe that I felt like, I was like, if you guys are going to make a network, you can keep it a network and have it on Twitch, but it needs to be a 24-hour broadcast on Twitch. It needs to continually be pumping out content like a syndication would. And the thing is, people be like, oh, you can't do that. Oh, yeah, you can. Oh, you can, yeah. There's channels on Twitch like TNA Impact's channel, only MXC. I don't even think it's there anymore, but like the Bob Ross channel was on Twitch. And what were they doing? Every hour on the hour, it was content. Now, Bob Ross and MXC, those are specific content. TNA, obviously, it's wrestling. It's just specific content. G4, my thought was, well, okay. If you're making new content, you can have during your normal operating hours of, I don't know if they're going to do Eastern or Western, but Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. to like 10 p.m., Cool, you have your content pumping out. You can have reruns of older stuff. You can have normal things here. Perfectly fine. Then you have like the after hours stuff, which is going to show some of the more older things. Or like when C4, C4, G4 was back in the day, they had Cinematech. And I always tell people how much I love Cinematech because Cinematech is nothing more than video game trailers. You're a video game platform. It's a perfect opportunity to just show trailers so that people can come in. You'll get viewership. It's going to be lower, but you'll get viewership. You can show reruns of old episodes if you can. If you get the rights, especially if you're a company that gets the rights to this stuff, because when they got the network deal, I think they got the rights to having G4 because they kind of were getting them from whoever owned them prior, whose name is escaping me. But I'm like, perfect. Then they could run things like maybe Code Monkeys again. They could see about getting the license to again. They could run old episodes of like Cheat, old episodes of X-Play, Attack of the Show. Anything could be on the table, but it never happened. There was just like, here's G4 during this time frame, and it's gone. The other big issue, when it was on syndicated television, not a whole lot of people had access to it. Mm -hmm. So the people who did have access to it, they were like, we don't watch it. And that kind of sucks. And like, as a YouTube TV owner, didn't have access to it. Didn't have access to, to it through Sling. Didn't have access to it through Dish. Or, I was about to say Adelphia. <laughs> That's a throwback. Through Spectrum. I it was strictly Comcast. So you had to have Comcast cable service to get it. And I'm like, holy shit. Where do you get Comcast? Because in the Midwest, we don't have Comcast. <laughs> so, as I'm like, this is kind of a shock. And I... I wish everyone the best. I do. I really Absolutely. do wish everyone yeah. the best. You know, if, if there's anything good that comes out of this, I hope that the exposure those people had... I mean, they were already doing things before they went to G4. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that the exposure those people had can get them other opportunities elsewhere. 
Oh yeah. You know, and, and then you know the the other big thing is people who are behind the scenes who aren't shown on camera and their jobs, all the production people and stuff like that. I know Comcast was like maybe we'll bring some people in if we can. So hopefully those people can also land somewhere. Yeah. Uh, as well, at least within the company, we've been working on something else that Comcast does or something. Yeah, because right now it's 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 really rough. I feel bad for them. I feel bad that you know the expectation was brought back and the hype was very warranted and it was granted but it just didn't it didn't flesh out the yeah. way it did i if if it was me i really wish i had a chance to be a part of like the team that ran g4 so i could give my actual input and say as a person who wants to be a viewer you probably should look at it as more of a viewer a viewer centric thing and not a here's the network and here's what we have to offer it but find a way to produce the content and, and explain it's going to be hard it's already difficult as is the time Hell, to be honest, the launching of it was also rough because I think it was like right after the first year of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were so. they never having production issues. Like X Play then couldn't be consistent with how it looked because sometimes um, COVID would hit, so people had to in order to not get COVID, you know, you had to stay home, so they couldn't really be on set as much. And then it was still Adam at home, right, doing you know whatever. So you know, and that's not that's nothing they can really do about that. It's just the unfortunate timing of when it all happened. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like the name brand for G4 and everything it associates with is still really strong. So maybe this won't be the last we see of G4 and maybe it will come back in a different form at some point. I feel like if they bring G4 back, do do what I say and just 24 hour Twitch or YouTube channel, find a way to make the stream consistently last and operate, run some reruns, run some original programming, talk to people that are making content. Like they had Scott the Waz putting his content on the network and that was great. But the problem is when Scott the Waz was making content on the network, it was just using his old Scott the Waz content. And if you've watched Scott the Waz before, then you're just kind of, you, you already it's like 10 it. to 12 minutes and there's no, yeah, unless you're watching one of his bigger things, but there's no reason to do anything past that. Yeah. I thought they were going to like bring him on to make stuff to do like nope. original content. He was just going to be on it and he wasn't even on the Twitch. He was on the TV. I found that out because of, I think, a video somebody shared over Twitter. He was only on syndication. And it wouldn't be like, oh, here's production. No, here's Scott the Waz. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, 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 And then he would do his thing. It would go off. And then it would run something else. And I was like, okay. So he never really had to, he got, I guess he paid money or got money from them to have his product shown on the network. But, yeah, he probably could have done more. They probably could have presented him with a better opportunity. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah, it's it's been rough. It's been a rough, uh, got a few months for the game industry in general on the on the uh, content creation side. Like Fanbyte had a ton of layoffs uh, from their parent company uh, suddenly without warning. Uh, on top of that, Rooster Teeth has had a whole lot of uh, a lot of stuff come back up again from allegations of abuse and stuff like that. And uh, and it, it it's just there's just been a lot of shitty things happening <laughs> on the. Uh, on, on this on the uh like content creation and news side it's rough it's absolutely rough yeah so moving on to some lighter news <laughs> oh, you see what i did there because it's not uh sony <laughs> oh god sony is absolutely oh, dreadful. sony is absolutely probably one of the worst video game companies you could ever hear from if you are living under a rock xbox has been in a deal to acquire activision blizzard basically it's almost done it's basically done the problem is 
Sony keeps fighting it because Sony feels that Xbox is going to have too much control over the video games industry, which would, if I can't remember the phrasing, it would make it so that other people would not be able to get as much money as them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would. I guess it would be too competitive. And, which is stupid. And I'm like, what? Huh? Um, and and the reason it's stupid, mind you, because I, I oh, man, Sony is saying things along the lines of because of Xbox, if they own this, they own Call of Duty. Most Call of Duty, if they, excuse me, if they do Call of Duty anything, then that's going to limit it being on other platforms and prohibiting content mm -hmm. through other platforms and it makes everyone look bad yeah and one of the bigger markets this battlefield is currently taking place in is the uk uh with the uh competition and markets authority the cma um currently taking the side of sony about the importance of activision blizzard and the call of duty franchise um and if it were to only be exclusive they're saying basically that that game series is so important that it can't be exclusive which really i mean what what, what if you're some other developer right like that really shits on like every other person that's making video games that oh no call of duty is so important <laughs> that that game must be required to be on that's very <laughs> ridiculous because what? that they're not saying the worst part is they literally also shit on nintendo and they're like Nintendo is a niche audience and they don't yeah, put it out to anything else. So, of course, it wouldn't matter. But for Sony and Xbox, yeah, they're, Call they of even, Duty matters. I was like, yeah, they haven't put it out to... They haven't put Call of Duty on Nintendo because Nintendo is behind. They're behind on hardware. Yeah, that's the if only Nintendo, reason. If Nintendo invested more money into hardware to properly catch up with the competition, Nintendo would literally be probably on top you'd absolutely yeah you would absolutely see especially it if it was like the same model as switch if they found a way to make the switch as powerful as like the current gen right xbox series s oh you gotta know that somewhere in nintendo r&d they've got a steam deck chilling there oh of course this, <laughs> they're like how did they get this thing to work <laughs> and make it cost effective right um yeah the cma is like oh they'd be too competitive and and sony's list of demands sony is <laughs> Sony was like, okay, if Call of Duty went to, if the franchise went to Xbox, then, oh, they can't take advantage of Game Pass and no exclusive content and nothing that would utilize their hardware more to make the game better on their system. You mean to tell me all the things that you've been doing for the last 10 years with Call of Duty? It's literally everything that PlayStation has been doing. <laughs> this is why it's like the most egregious and stupid argument to ever have happened. For an acquisition of another a company buying another company yes it's crazy that xbox is buying activision blizzard which means they're getting everything from call of duty and below we understand that's so much money that's being like taken off the table from other people to put in xbox's play however xbox is still smart and i think phil spencer's come out and said oh we'd be stupid not to have call of duty on playstation because PlayStation has a larger player base. So what makes them think for a second that people are going to be like, oh, because Call of Duty is on Xbox, we would just yeah. not keep getting it. No, you have a PlayStation. Yeah, the fact is they're worried that even if it comes to PlayStation, that since it's on Game Pass and they're, they're worried that they'll get this extra content, that people are still going to want to buy Xboxes instead and play there. Oh, that's the fuck just, well. Because that's, that's just, what's happened with PlayStation. That's just the nature of the business. Literally. That's just how things have been. Literally. Since video games have been video games. Literally since <laughs> PS4 generation. After Call of Duty Ghost when they said, 
PlayStation is going to get exclusive content because Activision knew that they had a larger player base. People bought PlayStations to buy Call of Duty. And it's been that way. They know that PlayStation's the home for Call of Duty right now. But you know? if it ain't the pot calling the kettle black. It's literally, that's all it is. It's like you're literally taking everything that you're doing and accusing another company of doing. And now you're trying to pe have people feel bad for it. No, motherfucker, you have been doing it. <laughs> there is no, oh, we should feel we should feel remorse from the industry because they're gonna make everybody look bad. No, motherfucker, they're gonna make you look bad. Yeah. <laughs> and if they do, and if they were to make it exclusive, well, for one thing, it wouldn't happen for like years uh, because there's still contracts in place. Um, but and if they did make it exclusive, so what? How about you do the work and make something else then? Sony, Sony has it. a ton of money to make it like to oh make my this God. stuff work. The worst part is, is like even if, even if Call of Duty went exclusive to Xbox in like the next console generation, right? Because that's what I'll say. It probably wouldn't even happen PS5, Xbox Series X generation. I'm mm -hmm. talking about after that. Mm -hmm. Call of Duty was Xbox exclusive. There will be no case whether or not Call of Duty would be as popular then. We have no idea because that's guesstimating way too far into the future. Or if Sony, I don't know, bucked the fuck up and made Killzone again and made it like good. Killzone started hitting strides once it hit two and three. Two people were like, oh, this is pretty good. The multiplayer is not that bad. It's just a little slow. Three people were like, oh, this is a really solid game. Everything feels really fine. But it's not like Halo or Call of Duty. Now, if they took what they learned and made those games better, then maybe you'd have a serious first-person shooter contender. Yeah. And because Shadowfall? Yeah, that was the last one. That was the rough one. People like playing the multiplayer from what I'm told, but that was during launch. Mm -hmm. Single player was kind of meh, but people liked it. They have resistance. They have titles upon titles to yeah. call on and make content from. And honestly, they're going, they've been going the route of Nintendo for the last, since PS5 and era in middle of PS4s, where they are focusing on their exclusive AAA content and just putting that out. And that's what's been driving their sales and it's been working. So honestly, Call of Duty, I don't think is going to be the thing. It's going to no, be- No, 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 no. Like people are, people flock the PlayStation for their exclusives most of it anyway. And they've been making moves to do their own online stuff. That's why they acquired Bungie. Right. There's literally instances where you look at the damned if you do, damned if you don't principle, but like EA's not up by at Xbox. So you're still going to get like your Battlefields and you're still going to get like Apex content because I can tell you there has been PlayStation exclusive Apex content, but it hasn't been on Xbox. Mm -hmm. There's like skins and stuff that you can only get through PlayStation. Can't get it through Xbox mm -hmm. because PlayStation still is the dominant platform. PlayStation has the longer tenure of being on the market than the Xbox. There's a larger player base. I can tell you even for like the multimedia games, yes, the, the, the people who want to play Call of Duty on PlayStation will play Call of Duty on PlayStation. Yeah. It's been that way since PS3. Yeah, and you, cause you, got, you got your ecosystem there, you got your friends there. It's not, there's cross-play thankfully now. It, that's what's even, yeah, there's cross, there's been cross-play since with, 2019. With PlayStation, right? PlayStation yes. And at PC and Xbox. PlayStation, PC yeah. and Xbox. Okay. And they just, they're just refusing yeah. to acknowledge that, you know what, this would be fine. And the worst part is, Xbox is looking at it as an acquisition to enhance their personal library. Perfectly fine. Yeah, and that's kind I of, get that. Yeah, and that's been their argument. But they also need to understand that with Xbox owning Activision Blizzard, they're going to have a lot of internal, like, uplift from staffing and game development 
because it's going to be a revampment because Xbox is going to be looking over it. Yes, yeah, so it's going to, it's going it, you know, it's like I'm not always a fan of, you know, companies acquiring other companies. You want diversity in the business, in, in the field. But in this specific situation, it is way more positive than negative for Xbox to come in here and, and have oversight with Activision Blizzard. Because they're still they're in the news again with more controversy of how they've been treating people. Mm -hmm. Like, no. No. <laughs> it's insane. It's it, very... The only reason that's funny to me is because the only reason I know that news is because people are like, y'all still playing Overwatch 2? And I'm like, yeah. There's a lot of people worked on I'm it. I'm like, like, it's not the one person affecting the other person that got affected. It's it's a group effort. <laughs> that's like, oh, man, you know what? I'm not going to watch basketball no more because the motherfucking person who shines the floors was found out diddling childs. And it's like, no, motherfucker, they just fired his ass. You can still watch the basketball game. <laughs> you know, it's everybody has he's a personal. The, he's in jail. <laughs> yeah, like everybody has a personal line with what they can handle and what they can't, and that's fine. But like, and over, and we even talk about Overwatch. I mean, if they acquire the Blizzard, they also get Overwatch. And, and they're not complaining about that. And I don't really see Overwatch becoming a console exclusive franchise. Hell no, it won't, because Blizzard is primarily Blizzard is in most people's minds a PC platform. Mm -hmm. It's literally they make PC games and they just get the console. Yeah, you're not gonna see like World of Warcraft suddenly. Show up on console. They have yet to. And they have yet to announce that it should. And if they did it, it should have happened okay, a should, long time ago. Happen, it should happen eons ago. But it's not gonna happen. <laughs> if they make a new World of Warcraft esque game, then maybe, just maybe, it'll show up on console. Now the hardware is really solid that it could possibly work. There's keyboard and mouse support. There's a lot of infrastructure where you can on an Xbox at least you can talk with your friends over Discord, PlayStation. I think I heard they say it was coming. But like. Why? Why is Sony fucking being so stubborn? You know, it's just Jimmy Ryan over there. You know, it, did you see the video David Jaffe put out? No. He was like, the person man has a massive beard now. It looks like Jack Black. Um, and he was, he was like, you know, I understand that if you're Sony, yes, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, but this is making them look like such whiny, <laughs> petty bitches. They are whiny, petty bitches. <laughs> like, this is not, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Honestly, it's anti-competitive. What it is, is that luckily, I think, from like the ground level, like the pure consumer, like you can tell, like both of us worked at GameStop. And at one point there was a game, I can't remember what it was. It was a game that was multi-platform that went to being strictly exclusive. And I remember that people would come in. I can't remember the game at the moment because that part of my life is over with. But there was a game that came in and people would be like, oh, let me get it for let me get it for Xbox. Or let me get it for PlayStation. And it was like, no, nah, it's only on Xbox. What? Yeah, it's only on Xbox this year. They bought it. What? And that would happen a lot. And, I, and it might have been the other way. I can't remember what game it was. Yeah, I can't remember either. But I remember us hearing that because some people just don't keep up with this news. Mm -hmm. You don't have to keep up with this news to enjoy video games. Yeah. You can just go to a store, buy a game, and yeah. enjoy it. The large majority of COD people don't know any of this is even happening. They don't know so. and don't care. They're like, cool, I just want to know when Modern Warfare 2 drops so I can play it and get mad in three months. That's all they care about, all right? <laughs> That's true. Literally, the people that are behind the scenes, they don't give a fuck that this is happening. This is just information news to show that Sony is just, as most of us assume, they're petty. And the reason Sony is so petty is because PlayStation makes them their most money. So anything to help them to keep the company relevant by making them more money is probably what's going to make them upset. And because TVs ain't doing it, their stereo equipment ain't doing it, but I can tell you their PlayStations are selling like hotcakes. 
when they appear, rumor is apparently they're actually about to become more uh, common to find. Yeah. Now, this is also because Sony has also been underhandedly changing the architecture of the PS5. So a lot of the PlayStation 5's initial units that came out have slowly been getting different hardware elements put inside them. They have, yeah. And nobody notices because it's still in the same system that says the same stuff, but it's using cheaper pieces. Yes, yeah, so they can, they can, you know, so they can get them out. more. You know, that they've had a, an, they had, they've had a increase of a four hundred percent, just about, in their output of getting systems out um, and shipped to stores this X year. Xbox ain't changed, or if they have, it's been so minimal, nobody's talked about it. No one's noticed. Yeah, I haven't, haven't changed. They haven't made any changes that I know of. People aren't, people aren't clamoring at the bits to get an Xbox Series X, because the ones that wanted it, they got it. And eventually, when all this news starts hitting the information that more games are starting to come out, when Starfield starts hitting the airwaves, and Perfect oh, Dark, God, and Fable, man. New Forza, you name it, all the games, people are going to want Xboxes again. And so right now, this Call of Duty thing means nothing. The new Call of Duty is going to sell on both platforms, but we know it's going to sell more on PlayStation. That's just the, the, that's just the beast. That's just the beast at large right now. We know it. They got the exclusives. They got the content. They got the player base. That's fine. It's going to sell more on there. But everybody else is still going to be able to play it. They're still going to be able to enjoy it. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And that's what's going to be like going down the line years later, even if PlayStation doesn't get any exclusive content. And it, it always kills me because when they're, they're sitting here worried about the series being exclusive to Xbox, when the reality is nothing on Xbox is truly just on Xbox because they also put it on PC. Yep. So it... it Hell, even just, this is the most asinine thing that I've seen in a long time in video games. Hell, if Sony were resourceful, they could look at it and be like, you know what? They probably will still put it on PlayStation. Because you look at games like Ori and the Blind Forest and Cuphead, not the most like triple A billion dollar projects. Yeah. Those games ended up on Switch. <laughs> Nintendo played ball with them and they're yeah. like this, this is really this is not a Microsoft, this is Sony's problem. It's Sony's because problem. Because they have that they have this walled garden antiquated mentality of how video games and the industry should work and it, it doesn't work in this modern era to me the problem is this may come off a little racist uh this is japanese it's all japanese game development and the worst part is it's not just a sony thing because nintendo has been accused of doing stuff like this as well not to an extent that sony has but this is what also happened to da da da, -da sega sega used to do shit like this all the time. Oh, yeah. Sega of Japan and Sega America was always... They were um, always butting heads. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a racial... It's a more of it's a cultural thing. It is a cultural it's, thing. It's the way those... Like I said, it around. may come off. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it was. I said it may come off. Some people are going to hear like somebody's race and they're like, how dare he say that? <laughs> he said it in a quote, Chris Panda. I'll never forgive the Japanese. He said it. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even say that. <laughs> I don't, though. No, I said it. Uh, but yeah, no, that's just kind of, that's the way it's been. And yeah, maybe Jim Ryan is just taking orders from, I don't know who the current head of Sony proper Kaya is. Kaya is, is it still, it's not Kaya I don't know. <laughs> I don't, maybe, I don't know who the fuck it is. I don't know. I, don't know. I feel like Kaya is still there. They haven't, I don't remember seeing any article saying that Kaya is gone. But I do know it's some, I do know it's Japanese bigwigs that control Sony. And there's Sony of America and there's Sony in Japan. And Sony of Japan controls primarily everything. Kinchiro Yoshida is the current president. No. Uh, of Sony, is he? Uh, yeah. And then of course you get you know Jimmy Ryan over here in America, which I, I don't know how much autonomy they get versus Sony in Japan um, with stuff. 
But, you know, it's it just the whole thing is just I mean, Jim Ryan makes a lot of decisions, especially when it comes to Sony Entertainment, the interactive entertainment. And uh, Jesus Christ, he's so out of touch. Yeah, with a lot of stuff. Even their rewards program is trash. Like their rewards program, I, you know, this is not the Sony Bash podcast. No, it's like but fucking Christ, they released this stupid Sony rewards thing, and I was like, so what are you gonna get? Like discounts on games? You get exclusive memorabilia virtually, and I was like, so what do you what do you do? And I was it's so bad. I was like, there's no you you play more, you buy games, you get like a virtual 3D trinket. And I was like, is there is there more? No. Yeah, it's done. I was like, this is... And, you know, no rewards program is perfect, right? I just did some stuff with the Microsoft program to get an entered some sweepstakes. Because so I was like, oh, I got these points sitting here. You, know, you can be doing them for those entries. So I said, sure. At least that's something more tangible than a digital bookshelf that looks like trash. Oh, yeah. Microsoft Rewards is way better. You, they have things where it's like if you buy a game, you play a game, you turn in your reward quest, you get a chance to get rewards points, which are redeemable for sweepstake entries. Xbox game credit, discounts to like Discord Nitro, to restaurants, like it's way better. Granted, obviously Microsoft's a bigger company because it's they include like searching stuff on Bing and having all your accounts. Bing still exists? Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Go check it out. <laughs> uh, uh. And it's all tied together. And I'm like, it's a neat little rewards thing. It's free, it doesn't cost anything, and you get perks for just Doing your normal, like, day-to-day stuff. It's like doing dailies in another game. So it's like, whatever. PlayStations is just like, we just appreciate you. So here, have this fake thing. It's like, no, motherfucker. I want goddamn $2 at least off a game. Because you cover the tax on this uh, digital uh, game? Coupon, you bitch. Uh, something, something I can actually work with. Like, you know, and again, this is not... <laughs> can I, I get in-game exclusive stuff? Like a rewards program t-shirt for my avatar, my PlayStation Home? Home? <laughs> They're bringing it back. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just rough. And again, this is not just a us bashing Sony podcast because we, we we like PlayStation, we like their games and their studios and all that shit. That's why it's so frustrating seeing them ran like this. <laughs> this is dumb. It's um, I still think the deal's gonna go through. Oh, the deal's one hundred percent gonna go through. <laughs> Uh, they're they're fighting the inevitable. <laughs> That's yeah. all it is. It's like like Microsoft rebuffed and talked about you know the value proposition for the industry and for their consumers, and then the, the CMA came back un, unconvinced about it. But it's it, we'll we'll see how it all shakes out. But at the end of the day, this is like Brazil has approved it. The CMA is only one small cogwheel. Yeah, I don't. It's got to still got to get approved in America, which it will. And you know, what'd be funny. The CMA doesn't approve it, so they're just like, okay, then we just won't do anything Xbox related for you guys. In the UK, they don't get Call of Duty. And it's like, cool, you guys just won't get anything Activision Blizzard, and you guys don't have to worry about it on Xbox. It's and like, then they're going to be, then they're going to be, oh, wait, 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 hold on now. Yeah, I think they're going to want global approval, though. Of course they, they want they global want approval. They're a global company. Yeah. Um, yeah, jeez. It's just funny. It's like you're the only people that have have backlash about this. I don't know. Maybe. It's... <laughs> Maybe they're still bitter about the World War. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, <laughs> and they're going to rent to get out on Xbox. I guess we'll find out later. And I'm, I'm sure you'll probably hear us talk about it next week when the, when, when the latest dumbassery comes out. Sony sends clowns to Phil Spencer's house to throw confetti in his face and glitter. So, yeah. Oh, my head hurts. What a show! What a what a what a shit show is what you mean to say? Not a, not what a show. What a shit show! Yeah, all of that ridiculous. 
Luckily, this is one of our easy, easier listening podcasts because we just got two topics for this week. Then you guys can yeah. go on about your business, yeah, they're, man. They're big topics, so. You guys can enjoy your time and, you know what, just fuck a duck. Who cares, you know what I'm saying? Get out there, quack, quack, ran on your crotch, man. Yeah, to, on, on, a much, on a lighter, finally, on a lighter note, we can talk about some good video games. Because we got Game Pass Pick of the Week. So my Game Pass Pick of the Week... Pick of the Week! Is... I'm not going to say it's a good game. I'm not going to say it's a good game. I'm not going to say it's a good game. I've played this game maybe like 20 hours or so. I have like 20 hours in it. And I don't think it's a great game. I think it's actually very fucking flawed. But what it is, is if you get some friends together, you bullshit in it, you're gonna have some laughs at how stupid some things happen. You get it, it's one of those games. It's what you make of it, and it's Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight's been on Game Pass for Xbox for quite some time now. I think it's on even PC. And I think they're both crossplay, so it's perfect. And it's the spooky season, so you gotta have something a little spooky in you. Scary, spooky, scary, spooky. And I think scary. the game is uh, just that right level of oh, this is scary to like oh, I could probably play it. It's got a lot of cameo crossovers from horror movie icons like Scream, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger from the really shitty Nightmare on Elm Street film, so please don't play him, to a lot of original characters. Even, even some of my personal favorite characters are in there from Resident Evil. You have Albert Wesker, Nemesis, Rebecca Chalmers, Leon, Jill. They have cameo costumes for some of the characters like Sheva. It's wow. real. Yeah, you can awesome turn. deep cut. Yeah, so it's really cool. And I like it. Oh, and you can play Ada Wong. Ada, wait. And I really want I really wanted to get Ada. I saw we were playing it and I was like, Red Ada's in the game? Yeah. And I was like, I want to be Ada. <laughs> but it's fucked up because I'm playing uh, a lot of like Leon and Jill. Leona. I also Jill play uh, Steve from Stranger Things, which you can't buy anymore, sadly. Because the Stranger Things pack was a part of like a time deal. Mm. And now they don't have the Stranger Things license anymore. So all the Stranger Things mm. content is gone. I'll have, to, I'll have to try it. I think you, You've convinced me to give this a shot. I think it's a very fun and funny fucking game. Because <laughs> you'll be like, oh, what do you do? Oh, you just go to a generator, you know, just time. You hold the button, a prompt will come up, you just got time it to hit in the window, and you're good to go. And then you'll know when, like, a killer's coming, and you're like, oh, let me run away from your ass. Is it asymmetrical? Like, there's players who are killers? Yeah. Okay. The only problem that a lot of people have, like me and uh, Nami have been talking about, is the killers just feel way too overpowered. But yet they always complain that the survivors are overpowered. So yeah, well, the know. developers just have not found the balance. They really have not. And it's really frustrating at times. But some, but when you're just kind of BSing, it's kind of fun. It's pretty funny. So that's my pick of the week. Enjoy your spooky season. Well, you sold me on that. I'm going to try it. Enjoy your spooky season. I think we got maybe another podcast for one more spooky game next week. I'll probably find something for you. I'd recommend Scorn this week. Okay, here... Here is a PSA for Scorn, if you've only seen the trailers. It's not like that. It is not like that. It is not an action-based shooter. All right, there's some shooting in it, but that game is mostly a puzzle game. It is like a five to six hour in length puzzle game. It could be a little longer if you take your time and try to figure it out. I was literally, I, let me tell you. So the day that we found out it was a puzzle game, I was like, maybe I'll just give it a shot anyway. I downloaded and installed it on the PC. Maximilian's already playing it. I'm watching him play it for 45 minutes. Uninstalled. I was like, I don't, I'm not going to play this <laughs> no, game. No, this is not for me. I am <laughs> never going to play this game. It is, it's not the type of game. It's so slow. It's, the world is unsettling. It's weird. There's penises in it. I love the art design. If you like H.R. Giger's 
like art design which if you've seen alien or aliens that's all his like inspired work and whatnot that makes sense it's crazy looking but it is, uh, horror is not what i'd put it at i'd put it as unsettling for sure so i guess you know it's it's, it's a horror game but it's so mist like that it is not an action game but every trailer shows it like an action game yeah yeah no it's on. no there's there's like a gun or two in it but the shooting is terrible <laughs> it's really bad people are like oh yeah this is not good it's it's really rough around the uh. edges it's just interesting so i'd say look at it maybe if you're into that type of game you may enjoy it but that's why i need, i don't think i picked it. i don't think he picked it but we're not gonna give you scorn this week we say do your own research check and yeah. see if you like it because it's very deceptive upon like the trailer for seeing the game yeah absolutely um my pick of the week uh is a game that is coming out on friday uh, that i've already have played quite a bit of in the past that's the 21st of october for those um um that is going to be persona 5 royal it is the first of the persona games uh to hit game pass the other two come out next year mm-hmm um, and honestly, this is the best one. I don't care what anybody says. You haven't <laughs> it, played Persona it, One. I don't. I don't. You know what? I have tried. You know what happened when I played when I got Persona Three? They gave me Persona One, <laughs> and it's the best game in the case instead. Well, this game sucks. What is this? It's the best game. Oh, this is it. Persona Three. It is the best game. No, do not play Persona One. It's an isometric RPG. Good lord! <laughs> and everybody looks ugly as sin. It was rough. It's great. Mm. Um, but yeah, Persona 5 Royal, if you have not played it, this is the um, edition that has all this extra content, extra character, extra uh, story, more, another um, palace, which is their dungeons. Um, this is the definitive way to play the game. Um, I, pl I put like 100 hours into the original one, and I'm starting over uh, on Xbox with this one. So I um, cannot wait for it to come out. It's going to be a ton of fun. Definitely worth playing. It's, it's probably, it nails that turn-based Art, like RPG like combat mm -hmm. the best of any turn-based RPG ever played because it's so fast you can just you click stuff and it just happens you don't have to wait for an animation to play out after you hit a button it's just it's snappy it's quick and it's the style is great love it play Persona 5 Royal cool and with that being said we're gonna get into our final segment of the show which is name that game I am ready I am. Steve's on like a two or three game win streak. I'm cracked right the fuck now. out right now. I've been popping off, baby. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm gonna put a minute on this goddamn clock because I'm I'm shocked. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, man, he's been pretty good. But this week, I think I got him. Are you ready? You think you got me? Okay. Oh shit. Okay, I'm ready. And here we go. Is this a shooter? No. Okay. Um, is that a is it a horror game? Yes. It's a horror game. Is it their person? Yep. Um, is a is it a current franchise? Like, technically, is they, is they still come out with them. Technically, I guess. Um, is it on current platforms? Not yet. Um, was it on the 360 PS3 era? Yep. Okay. Um, is it protagonist male? Yeah. Uh, is this uh, is there shooting in it? Yeah. Okay. Um, is it sci-fi? Yeah. Okay. Um, male, sci-fi, uh, oh boy, uh, does it take play, oh shit, <laughs> is there more than one protagonist? No. Okay. Um, hmm, uh-oh, <laughs> does it, 
Okay. I think I think I have it, but I think I think I might get I might get swerved here. What's your guess? And this is the game, right? Yep, the game. Dead Space? It's Dead Space. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> There's not that many sci-fi horror games on 360. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> he winded it down so perfectly that time. I'm like, oh, he's going to get it. I was, uh, you know. You're rating defending. Guess that game champion. But Steve. So not bad. You know what's fucked up? Last week's show, I think I said I had a game in my head and I'll lock it in for next week. You didn't lock I it completely in. forgot no, it. Didn't lock it in. Completely mm -hmm. forgot you it. You should write these down. Nah. <laughs> I like <laughs> I like thinking on the spot. I like thinking on the spot. It's more it's more enjoyable for me. But to those who didn't know, Dead Space Remake got a trailer recently and it'll be coming out early next year. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out. Check it out. And uh, with that, that's the show. We'd like to thank you for taking your time to listen to us and or watch us. And we appreciate it. And if you haven't already, like, comment, share, and to subscribe. Hit the notification bell on this video to stay up to date whenever we go live with more videos and more additional content. Accordingly, you can also listen to us on several audio platforms. Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Listen to it, rate it, love it. Great. <laughs> I am Mike Crispin, and that's Foxy Steve. And you've been listening to jump in and play more. And we'll see you next time. Peace.